Thank you for purchasing this audio product. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We believe that your faith will increase and your life changed by applying the principles in this teaching. Would you like to get into the Word today? Take your seats and get ready for the Word. We're going to have a great time. I'm so, so ready uh, for this and I believe God's going to take us on an amazing, amazing, amazing journey. Amen. You do love the Word, don't you? So you don't mind us going into the Word for the next few minutes and laying some good Word foundations because the Word of God is the center of everything. Amen. Praise God. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we love you. We love your word. The entrance of your word brings light and it brings understanding to the simple. Teach us and instruct us in your word and in your ways. Guide us in your truths that your truth may be a seed in our hearts that will produce a hundredfold results. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise God. We are, I'd like us to begin. I want to talk to you today about the Acts 29 church. Amen. The Acts 29 church. So please open up your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 29 and verse 1. That was very hungry. Let's try that again. Acts chapter 29 and verse 1. Okay. All the Bible scholars are looking at me with that eye. Okay. That's okay. But let me read Acts 29 verse 1 for you. And it came to pass when the church began to understand that the Holy Spirit was given to them to enable them to live in the supernatural, that they began to go out into the streets and preach the word. That's Acts chapter 29. You can't find it. What Bibles are you reading? <laughs> NIV, Pastor Chris says, go to the NIV, you'll find it. <laughs> Acts chapter 1, let's start maybe at the beginning, then I'll take you to Acts chapter 29. Let's start at the beginning. Acts chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. It reads, the former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. The former treatise, teaching, writing, the former document that I submitted to you, O Theophilus. Theophilus is a very interesting name, made up, it's a compound name, made up of two words, Theos, Phileos. Theos, which means God. And phileo means lover of. So the name here is lover of God. So those that love God have a special letter that has been written to them. Those that are in love with God. Those that have given their hearts to him. So he says in this former treatise I wrote about all that Jesus, notice this phrase, all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. There is no ending to what he began. The ending is yet to come. It has not yet come. So what Jesus began both to do and to teach, he has given to us as a mandate to continue. 
So we have a responsibility to pick up where Jesus left off, where he says he began to do and to teach. So our assignment is to number one, do, and number two, teach. And notice the order he says do and teach, not teach and do. You demonstrate and then you explain. There is manifestation and then there is the didactic, the explained, the broken down. Theology without manifestation is empty. He spoke in his word and he said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. He explicitly made it clear that without the power, you will be empty. The letter killeth the spirit. It is the spirit that gives life. It is the spirit that gives life. So as a believer, your life ought to be a doing life, a demonstrating life. I often say to people that your life, the way you live your life, must demand a supernatural explanation. You cannot live an ordinary life and fit in with the rest of the world and be ordinary like everybody else. When everybody complains, you complain. When everybody murmurs, you murmur. When everybody toy toys, you toy toy. When everybody is depressed, you are depressed. You are a child of God. Your life must demand a supernatural explanation. We are secretaries together in this office, but your life is different. We earn the same amount of money, but your quality of life is different. We, 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 are, we are earning the same here, but what is it about you? Your life must demand a supernatural explanation. But it's unfortunate that many of us have watered down our Christianity because we want to fit in. We, we want to just, you know, just, just, you don't want to, to stand out like a sore thumb. When everybody goes into the office tomorrow and they say, you know, the weekend was like this and like that, you don't want to bring in your story because you were in church. So they say, hey, I was at a party and, you know, DJ whatever was there mixing it out. And then you are there getting depressed and hiding your Bible by your desk there. And you're thinking, what if they know I was at the supernatural service? You ought to be able to say, do you know what I had a drink of last night? What I'm drinking is not what you're drinking. What I'm drinking, you can't get in any bar, in any nightclub, in any party spot. I had a drink of something extraordinary. They'll say, is it Johnny Walker? Is it what? What is it? Hansa Light? Hansa what? You say, oh no, I had a drink of the Holy Ghost. I had a drink of the power of the Holy Ghost. And that power is at work in me now. That power made me go to hospital and lay hands on the sick. That power made me lay hands on my grandmother who had a migraine headache and she is healed and she is free. If you are sick right now, I can lay hands on you. I know you may have a he headache from a hangover. You drank so much alcohol, your head is spinning. Do you mind if I lay? Hallelujah. And by the way, before I went into ministry, that was actually the kind of life that I lived. They eventually established a, I was working as a debt collector in a law firm. They eventually established a prayer meeting in that law firm. And it became standard practice for 
all law firms in the city of Bulawayo to have a prayer meeting from 7.30 until 8 o'clock because, because they saw that the returns as a debt collector, I was supernaturally collecting money without taking people's properties. All the other debt collectors had to go as far as warrants of execution against people's properties. All I had to do was send them letters, letters of demands, at worst maybe summons. And at that stage, when they come into the office, I join hands with them. And I say, let's pray. I believe God will bring you supernatural supply and you will pay your debt. So they realized that supernatural collections was more effective than collecting through the sheriff. <laughs> but anyway, let's get back to our notes. All that Jesus began both to do and to teach. He began and never finished what he began because we are supposed to finish what he began. Bible says, notice the phrase again, he threw the Holy Ghost, through the Holy Ghost, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the disciples that he had chosen. If you're going to live a supernatural life, you must understand that everything that you do must be done through the Holy Ghost. Amen. Everything that you do must be done through the Holy Ghost. Now, I know some of you have all kinds of advantages, so you're not like me. You come from good family backgrounds. You have good educational backgrounds. You have all kinds of benefits that were working for you. But for some of us, we needed God. I didn't have a great name. I didn't have much money. I didn't have a great education. I didn't have great qualifications. So I had to find a way to do things through the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost became my competitive advantage. I would sit in places and at that time I didn't even have my doctorate. And there would be professors and doctors and all kinds of people sitting there. And they would be discussing whatever it is from, from, from science to, to all kinds of different topics. And when I open my mouth and I begin to speak, they would be quiet. And I would always remember Jesus when he, sta when he stood before the, 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 the Pharisees and the doctors of the law. And he answered and they were amazed this young man is answering and debating and discussing with us from whence cometh his knowledge and it would they would then always ask me what do you do then I'd say I'm a pastor then they'll say who are you accredited with what qualifications do you have and I say I don't have any qualifications all I have is the Holy Ghost and my Bible and and amen because the Holy Spirit is your competitive advantage. Operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit is more powerful than believers have come to understand. And I want to share a little bit on how to get yourself into that space. The church is supposed to be doing things through the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 28 verse 30 and 31 says, And Paul dwelt two whole years. In his own hired house. Some people think Paul was, was broke. I'm not talking about money today, but it, it always just comes out somewhere. Some people think Paul was broke. Paul wasn't broke. Paul was a very wealthy guy, actually. I can prove to you from scripture that Paul was a millionaire, even when he was a prisoner. He, had, he lived in his own hired house, and he received all that came unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and reaching and teaching, pardon me, those things which concern the Lord Jesus, the anointed one and his anointing, with all confidence, no man forbidding him. Notice this doesn't end with an amen. 
like other typical writings. Because this was not being concluded. We saw verse 1 and now we're looking at chapter 28, the last verse. There is no conclusion. He is in his own home, preaching the word, teaching the word. And it comes to an abrupt stop. As a movie maker and as a storyteller, I know when you do that, it's giving room for part two of the movie. And you know when part two comes, you're going to have part three that will come. So that's why we started off by reading Acts chapter 29. We need to understand that the Holy Ghost was given to us as believers to move in a dimension of the supernatural. So there is no conclusion because our lives are an expression or a continued expression of that kingdom. So the question is, what is the kingdom of God? Romans chapter 14 verse 17 gives us an answer to this question. It says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not meat and drink. But what is the kingdom? The kingdom is righteousness, right? Standing with God. Peace, the shalom of God, the nothing missing, nothing broken of God. Everything in its rightful place. And joy, where? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So there is joy in the Holy Ghost. What they're looking for in a bottle of Johnny Walker is not in the bottle. It is in Jesus. It is in the Holy Ghost. So when I'm in the Holy Ghost, I have the righteousness. I have the peace of God. And I've got the joy of the Lord. Amen. There is joy in the Holy Ghost. There's completeness in the Holy Ghost. The psalmist wrote and said that we, dig, we, we, we will find joy in the wells of salvation. There is joy in the wells of salvation. When you go in those wells and begin to drink of the Holy Ghost, you can't be sour, you can't be mean, you can't be, you can't be a bitter root in the office. The one who's always like the angry one pushing and banging doors. There must be a joy about you. There must be an effervescence about you that makes you make, makes your personality contagious and people want to be around you amen why are you such a sour lemon when you got the holy ghost amen righteousness peace and joy that's the kingdom of god amen and we are supposed to be carriers of that kingdom expressing that kingdom in your office in your business in your home in your complex wherever you are when people drive past you in the traffic and they're all bitter and grumpy and thinking all this traffic when they look across at your car they should see you with a big smile Praying in the Holy Ghost, listening to Apostle Nikki Van der Verstaysen on the CD and just going, hallelujah, I'm supernatural. We are the remnant. I'm the remnant. I'm not ordinary. We are a different breed. While others complain and whimper and whine, we've got the joy of the Lord. Amen. Joy in the Holy Ghost. I said, joy in the Holy Ghost. I had to learn to live and walk in the joy of the Lord. Amen. Because there are times when that's all you have. The bank account will be saying zero. Your friend relationships will be saying zero. Maybe you're single and nobody's looking at you and everything is just, is just. And all you have is the joy of the Lord. And let me tell you, the joy of the Lord is more powerful than Esther Lauder. You know, you, you, you don't... <laughs> Thank you.
You're trying to look pretty and sassy to get some guy to look at you. Just walk around with a smile and with some joy. All the brothers will be looking at you thinking, what's she got? What, what, what's she drinking? What's, where's she been? Joy makes you attractive. Joy makes people want to be around you. The joy of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> John chapter 7 verse 37 and 239. It reads, in the last days, the, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of his belly. Belly here is not talking about your stomach. It's talking about your spirit. Your inner man. Out of the real you. Out of your belly shall flow rivers. Not one river, but rivers of living water. God wants rivers to flow out of you. Rivers of living water. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Then he goes on to qualify the statement. But this spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. And we all know that this was prior to Pentecost. Now Jesus has been glorified because he said, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endured, endowed, and imbued with power from on high. And immediately he was taken up and the clouds received him and he went and sat down at the right hand of the Father. And he had already given the promise that it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter, the helper, the Holy Ghost will not come. But if I go away I will send him unto you that takes us now to Acts chapter 2 the Bible tells us that they were all seated in the upper room together and there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and they appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and separated and sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and the rivers began they were all filled and the rivers began. They were all filled and the rivers began. They were all filled. It is in the drinking. If any man thirst, this is not for those that are already full. This is not for those that are comfortable. This is not for those that feel, oh, no, I'm okay, man. I'm okay, my bro. No, this is for those that are saying, I'm thirsty. I want more of you. I need more of you. I need another encounter with you. I need a fresh anointing. Pour a fresh anointing. Anoint my head with fresh oil. Fill me afresh. People that are ready to have another drink. When we drink of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are activated within us. And that enables us to live in the supernatural. When we begin to drink, it is in the drinking. It is in the drinking. It is in the drinking. I said, it is in the drinking. Glory to God forevermore. Quickly turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. If I go to chapter 12 first, then we'll go to chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It says, now concerning spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts, endowments of the Holy Spirit, 
But the original, as I've said here before, the original doesn't really have the word gifts there. Now concerning spirituals, the operations, the workings, the manifestations, the distributions of the Holy Spirit. Now concerning spirituals, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols. Dumb means unable, incapable of speech or articulation. You are following dumb idols idols even as you were led wherefore i give you to understand that no man speaking by speaking by the holy spirit speaking by the holy spirit no man speaking by the holy spirit that means there is a speaking by the holy spirit we have already established that jesus gave commandments to the disciples that he had chosen through the holy spirit now we see that there is another level which is called a speaking by the Holy Spirit. Speaking by the Holy Spirit. Now this is really, really powerful. When they say a person is inebriated or an, under the influence of alcohol, it means the alcohol has begun to take over and influence their faculties. Mm -hmm. Now one of the most interesting things about the human body and the human function, science is so powerful. They discovered recently, well, not so recently, but a few years ago, that they, when human beings are speaking in other tongues, it activates certain parts of their brain that nothing else can activate except speaking in other tongues or orgasm. I'm not sure what that is, but uh, those are the two things that activate... Scientifically proven, you can, you can read medical. <laughs> Apparently somebody knows what it is. I'm, I've been trying to figure out what it is. But, but when you begin to speak with other tongues, certain parts of your brain begin to light up or become activated through the power of speaking in other tongues. When nothing else can activate that component of the human brain. But what makes it even more interesting is the fact that when you read your Bible in the book of Acts, pertaining to the place where the disciples were filled with the Holy Ghost, it says in the Amplified, and the disciples full of and controlled by. In other words, they were now so full of, they were now under the influence of this thing that they were, that they were taking in, which is the Holy Ghost. Now let's take it a little bit further. Now, when you look at the human brain and study the structure of the brain, there is a part of the brain which is called the cerebrum, which is the largest portion when you break down the brain into parts. It is the largest portion of the human brain. Now, that's the part that controls speech. That's the part that controls language. So as you learn languages, that's the part that stores, that creates neural parts to identify the words that you're learning in a new language. That's the part of the brain that controls the motor skills that govern writing, reading, and the assimilation of information. It is also the part of the brain that governs your emotions, how you feel, <laughs> which then influences your actions what you do so God in his wisdom knew that if I can if I am going to influence believers or 
give them the ability to live in the dimension of the supernatural, I have to come and influence that part of the brain that is governing their speech, their language, their assimilation of words, their writing, their emotional component, their cognitive capabilities, so that I can influence their actions. That's powerful. So, so just by coming into church and surrendering to the Holy Spirit and say, fill me afresh. Give me a fresh dose of the Holy Ghost. And it begins to pour a fresh dose of the Holy Spirit. That part of your brain gets activated, comes alive. You now have the ability to think thoughts that are beyond human thoughts. You begin to access information and intellect and knowledge and stuff which is beyond man's ability. We call it revelation, apocalypsis, the unveiling of that which was hidden to the natural senses. You begin to have the ability to see what is beyond you. Paul comes and he writes in the book of Ephesians and he says to the Ephesians in Ephesians, I think chapter, chapter 2 or chapter 3, he says, you know the dispensation of grace that was given to me for your benefit, that God has entrusted me with revelation and information which I gave to you before in a few words and now I'm giving you further revelation that what I am teaching you, I didn't receive it because I went to a school or I studied a degree program but I went into a place the Bible tells us that he went and separated himself for a number of years and during that time God gave him revelation because his, his cerebrum came under the influence of the Holy Spirit when the disciple called Cornelius Ananias came and prayed for him and laid hands on him and he received the Holy Ghost and now he had access to information that was previously hidden from him there is a man whose name is Carver. Carver began a university in the United States. And he is famous for producing several hundred patented products that came out of peanuts. He, he would study peanuts and then come up with facial oils, soap, beauty products. Uh, anti-aging stuff, all kinds of stuff, all the way to extracting content or stuff or, or materials from peanuts that enabled him to, pre to create rubber. Henry Ford actually came to him, and this was during the World War, when they were running out of rubber to produce tires for army vehicles as they were going through World War. And they were trying to access his patent so that they could use his patent to create rubber so that the American armies and the allied armies would have enough tires for their vehicles. Now, when they realized this guy was producing so many patents, scientists from all over the world gathered together and they said to him, please present a paper on how you are able to discover so many patents scientifically. So they thought he was going to come with this amazing presentation full of all kinds of academic stuff. So he came in and he says, my secret is, I go into the place of prayer, my laboratory. I go with my Bible and I go with the peanut. And I know God made the peanut. So I ask him, God, you made this peanut. When you made the peanut, what did you intend this peanut to do? 
The scientists looked at him and they said, no, we, we need you to give us something that's deep, something that is amazing, something that is fantastic, something that will blow us away. He says, I don't have anything. I just go there. It's me, the Holy Ghost, my Bible, and a peanut. And I asked the creator of the peanut what he put into the peanut when he made the peanut so that I can extract from the peanut what the creator put in the peanut. Apocalypsis, revelation. When your brain is under the influence of the Holy Ghost, you will find answers and solutions to human problems and you will be paid for it. Let's go back. Are we in chapter 12 still? It says, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse. And that no man can say Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts. Diversities of gifts. My goodness, that's so loaded. Many different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of the administrations of these gifts, but it's the same Lord who administers them. There are diversities of the operationalization of these gifts, but it is the same spirit that is working in all of them. But the manifestation, I love this verse, but the manifestation is given to every apostle and prophet because they are really the ones that God likes to give these things. Oh, what does it say? What does it say? Let's read it together in case I made a mistake. Doctors can also make mistakes. What does it say? But the, but the manifestation is given to, oh, to each one, to each one. But the manifestation of the Spirit, 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 but the manifestation of the Holy Ghost is given to every man to profit with everyone. Oh my goodness. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God wants to manifest himself through you. The different gifts of the Holy Spirit. The different abilities, workings of the Holy Spirit in the believer. But let's get to the fun part. I want to get to the fun part. For the one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another the working of miracles. In the, in the Hebrew, the, uh, the Greek, the original writings, each one of these is in the plural. So it's actually workings of miracles, gifts of healings. It's not singular. It's always in the plural because... The multiplicity of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit needs to address every single area of human existence. Amen. To another faith by the same Spirit. Let's go to verse 11. For all of these work at that one and the self same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. For all of these work at the one and the self same, the same Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit is working these gifts. Verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit where we all baptize into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, 
bond or free. We have been made, there's the word I've been looking for, we have been made to drink into one spirit. We have been made to drink into one spirit. We have been made to drink into one spirit. We have been made to drink. We have been given access to drinking from the same Holy Ghost. It's not a different Holy Spirit, it's the same Holy Ghost. And the Bible tells us now that if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, then the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will also quicken make alive, bring a divine energy, a divine energy, a divine life coming from the same Holy Ghost. So when you drink of the Holy Ghost, you access a divine energy. When you drink of the Holy Ghost, you don't need Red Bull. You don't need whatever else. You've got the Holy Ghost. He gives you a kick and that nothing else will. He'll give you wings like nothing else will. He'll keep you walking in the Spirit like not a Johnny Walker but like the Holy Ghost can. I came to present to you today that you have access to the most powerful person the most powerful being in the world. How can your life be ordinary? Your life must demand a supernatural explanation. Your life must be so extraordinary that when people look at you they wonder what happened to you. Your life must be a sign and a wonder. People must be confused and say, we grew up together on the same streets. We grew up together. I knew you, but what has happened to you? When Jesus stood and he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Bible says they looked at him and they said, is this not Jesus? Are not Joseph and his brothers here with us? Didn't we grow up in the streets? Now he claims to be the Messiah. Now he's healing the sick. Now he's casting out devils. He's raising the dead, opening blind eyes. Your life must demand a supernatural explanation. We are the church of Acts chapter 29. We are the supernatural church that is drinking of the Holy Spirit, drinking of the supernatural, drinking of the power of God. There must be something extraordinary about you. He says, but the, but the manifestation, but the manifestation, but the manifestation, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given, is given. He's given. God is not a stingy God. He's not sitting in heaven saying, she's got to prove something. I'm not going to give her anything. He says, the Bible says he's a liberal giver. He gives liberally. He gives generously. He gives abundantly. He gives freely. The Holy Spirit has been given. And all we have to do is come and drink. All you have to do is come to the river. If any man thirsts, let him come unto me. Out of his belly, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers. Not a river. River rivers of living water oh glory to God when you are full of the Holy Spirit your speech, your emotions everything about you begins to go to the next level why? because you're learning to move in the power of the Holy Spirit I'm about to pray with you, pray for you let me give you 
a little bit of my personal story. Growing up as an ordinary boy, I was, I was so despised, I ended up despising myself. I lost confidence because I didn't think I was sharp. I didn't think I was educated enough. I didn't think I had the brains. I didn't think I had anything. Until one day, until one day, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Until one day, I learned to drink from the Holy Spirit. And that day changed my life. I don't know, I don't understand believers that get to speak with other tongues and their life does not take a dramatic change. My life changed totally. I got home that, that day after getting filled with the Holy Ghost. My mom couldn't understand what had happened to me. And my mom said, I want what you've got. So I remember standing in the kitchen and praying for my mom and saying, no, I'll just do what the pastor did to me there at the church. So I'm going to lay hands on you. And when I lay hands on you, the Holy Spirit will come on you and you just start speaking in other tongues. So I remember my mom put up her hands. My mom was, had grown up a staunch Methodist. I mean, I had been in that church as well up until the time when God separated me. So you can imagine a staunch Methodist looking at her son and seeing that something has happened to her son that has marked his life so much that he was totally different. So I remember laying hands on her in our kitchen and the power of the Holy Ghost. I think we prayed for about 10, 15 minutes. Then the power, and there I was praying. I didn't know what was going to happen. I just knew what I saw at the church there. So I'm just praying. And I'm just praying, hey, Lord, fill her with the Holy Spirit. And you know when you're praying, the tongues, and it's just your first time, your tongues are kind of repetitive. So it's, it's just, Sikarabashinda, 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 Sikarabashinda. But you know when Sikarabashinda is in the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, Sikarabashinda can remove cancer. Sikarabashinda can change your life. That day my mom got filled with the Holy Ghost and she has been she has been on fire ever since that time. She's an evangelist. She has ministered the gospel. She has healed the sick. She has raised the dead. She's a powerful preacher of the word. Hallelujah. She recently started a church about three, four weeks ago. She has about 30 members in a church now and she's in her 70s. A 70-year-old evangelist full of the Holy Ghost preaching the word, healing the sick. When you've got the Holy Ghost, I want you to know your life is different. Your life must demand a supernatural explanation. You are the Acts 29 church, the supernatural remnant, people that are called out, that are extraordinary, that are supernatural, that are empowered by the Holy Ghost. While you're still on your feet, let me finish my story in 30 seconds. So when the Holy Ghost filled me, changed me, he called me out into ministry and he said, I want to use you. God has used us to do amazing and wonderful things over the years. Little did I know that there were books in me. I've told you the story. Little did I know that there were businesses in me. Little did I know that I was going to influence great politicians and great leaders right across the nations. Little did I know that I was going to create content that's going to change lives and produce millionaires. Little did I know that God was going to use me to impact many, many lives across Africa. I didn't know. 
So everything that you see happening in my life has got nothing to do with this little black guy standing here. Everything that you see is the Holy Spirit. My life demands a supernatural explanation. There is no way that I can explain my life without telling people it's the Holy Ghost at work in me. And perhaps tonight I want to speak as I close and pray for you. Perhaps tonight there's somebody here with some books hidden in you. There's somebody here with some movies hidden in you. There's somebody here with a story that's going to change somebody's life. There's somebody here with businesses on the inside of you. There's somebody here depression has been fighting you issues have been surrounding you because Satan is trying to stop what God wants to do in your life. There's a great man of God, a great woman of God, a great world shaker, a great history maker on the inside of you. But it is time for manifestation. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit will be a business, will be a new financial level, will be a new level of success. It'll be a new transformed you it is time for manifestations of the Holy Spirit it's time for manifestations I want you right now begin to just lift up your hands for the next minute praying in the Holy Ghost oh that's a beautiful sound that's a beautiful sound that's a beautiful sound they're all together in that upper room That's a beautiful sound to heaven. Come on. Your cerebrum is coming under the influence of the Holy Spirit. He says you'll see visions. You'll dream dreams because your brain is under the influence of the Holy Spirit. You'll receive ideas because your brain is under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Baptize that brain, immerse that brain. In the Holy Ghost right now, as the Lord fill me afresh, my walk with you has become dry. My journey with you has become dry and lifeless. Bring back that spark. Bring back that joy. Bring back that excitement. Come on. I need some people that are hungry here. We're activating some gifts. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. Tongues. Interpretation of tongues. Prophecy. Revelation gifts activated. The power gifts activated. In the name of Jesus. Healing. Working of miracles. Discerning of spirits. Activated. Supernatural insight into the mind and the will and the purposes of God. Accessing divine mysterions. The secrets of God. Come on. Lift up that voice. Lift up that voice. Lord, I'm hungry. Lord, I'm thirsty. It's time for the church to go back to Pentecost, to the fire of the Holy Ghost. Believers that are on fire. Fire of the Holy Ghost coming upon us. The fire of the Holy Ghost coming into your marriage will cause your marriage to change. The Holy Ghost coming into your business will cause your business to shift. People that are full of the Holy Ghost are not going to fight over petty issues. People that are full of the Holy Ghost are not going to be depressed. 
people that are full of the Holy Ghost are not going to be low and discouraged but they will have a joy righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost joy unspeakable and full of glory I activate it in you right now that's beautiful that is beautiful that is beautiful that is beautiful oh the fruit of our lips connect your mouth your brain to the Holy Ghost submit your mouth and your brain to the Holy Ghost let the Holy Spirit give you creativity witty inventions ideas and strategies solutions activated in this house oh that's beautiful that's beautiful I see depression going I see depression leaving in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I see depression go leaving your life leaving your home in the name of Jesus oh we give you thanks we give you praise thank you for the Holy Ghost thank you for an upper room experience thank you for an Acts 29 experience Acts 29 encounter fill us afresh oh God on products please visit our website or send us an email all the details are on the back of the product pack